Happy Friday, guys, and welcome to another episode of Let's Talk Dubs. I'm your host, Bill T. Well, you know how you'll be sitting there surfing the net and running through Instagram, Facebook, and all these other social media platforms that, at least me in particular, I use them as like for magazine stuff, to look at cars, get ideas, stuff like that, and then uh, obviously to kill some time. So um, I spend every free waking moment that I have that I'm not busy doing something looking for motivation, things like that, that drive me to get more hyped and work on my car and all that fun stuff. And I happened to be going through there and I ran across a company called Vintage Air Cool Parts and they had some pretty rad steering wheels and then they had some dope kick panels, some window cranks, some other stuff. And I thought, oh man, this is pretty cool stuff. And I checked them out, they were out of Florida. So I decided to check out the company and find out if they're run by enthusiasts. And sure enough, they are run by enthusiasts. And I was able to get in touch with Brian Sharp who runs the company, kind of talked about him and his partner and what they do and how they kind of came up with the concept of the company. And because I love this hobby and I love the homegrown business aspect of it, I decided we do a podcast. He's got a great story. He's an enthusiast that's been involved in the VW scene for a long time and he's got a really good story that goes with it. So I thought I'd bring that to you guys this week. But before we get into that, let's make sure that we share the podcast with our friends. You know that we love here at Let's Talk Dubs when you share the podcast. So I want you to do me a favor and every week when you listen to this podcast, I want you to share it with your friends until they tell you to stop sharing this podcast with them. Let's build the listenership. It's moving up every month. I got more and more listeners and it's because of my fans out there and because of the people that are listening, because you guys love good VW content and I know your friends will enjoy it too. So make sure you guys share it with them. Also, if you want to support the podcast, go to letstalkdubs.com, pick up some merch and support your favorite podcast. Also, go to your platform in which you listen to this on, give us a five-star review and make sure you leave a review about the podcast, leave your name in there and you'll get a shout out on the air. Now, shifting gears, that's something I want to talk about. Don't you hate when you're driving your Volkswagen and you're lined up at the red light and this lady in the minivan wants to try to take you out and you go to shift gears, blow her out of the water, and you miss a shift, or your shifter's all sloppy, and you can't get the gears right, well, I'll tell you what, Ross Wolf's got a solution for you. Go on their website and check out their billet-style shift coupler. Tightens up your shift game, get your shift rod tight, get your nose cone connected, gets everything super tight, so guaranteed not to miss a shift. Tighten up that sloppy shift game. Nobody likes a sloppy shift game. You know who's got the answer for that? Ross Wolf does. Purveyors of speed and style for vintage air-cooled VWs. One of our sponsors on the podcast, make sure you check out their website at rosswolf.com. And do yourself a favor and get your shift together. You know what I mean? Rosswolf.com. This podcast is also brought to you by VW Trends Magazine, a magazine for the people by the people. Back on the scene after a long hiatus, VW Trends Magazine's got some of the best coverage in the VW scene. So make sure you check them out and subscribe today at VWTrendsMagazine.com, VWTrendsMagazine.com. Now, before we get in this podcast, I wanted to tell you something that's pretty cool. After we did the podcast with Brian here, he sent me a code that if any of you guys buy anything on his website and you use the discount code DUBS, D-U-B-S, Anyone using that will get 5% off and they'll also donate 5% to the Parkinson's Awareness Bug Project. So that's pretty cool. So we always want to support the people that support the VW scene, that build stuff for us, and also that give back to charity, man. So I think that's pretty cool that he's doing that. And uh, hope you guys enjoy this podcast. It's a great one. I got more coming up for you guys. Keep sharing the podcast. It's growing like crazy. Let's get into it this week with Brian Sharp with Vintage Air Cool Parts on Let's Talk Dubs. Here's a Volkswagen that's big enough. The new VW Fastback Sedan. The Fastback also has the most powerful engine we've ever made. It's air-cooled. Since we made a VW that's a little roomier in the inside, 
trunks, we have a... Come into your Volkswagen dealer. He'll show you where the motor is. Okay, everybody. So on today's show, you guys know I'm constantly on the internet surfing, looking, and checking stuff out. And I happened to run across an ad that had a pretty cool steering wheel. And then I started digging around a little bit and checking this company out. And I found a company out of Central Florida called Vintage Air Cooled Parts. I reached out to the owner, one of the owners of the company and, and decided to start a chat with the back and forth and realize this is a company owned by enthusiasts. And so on today's show, I've got Brian Sharpings with Vintage Air Cooled Parts They're out of Central Florida. Brian, welcome to the podcast. Hey, how you doing? So the way that we always start the podcast is how did you get into Volkswagens and what is your VW story? Uh, well, I guess my VW story would somewhat start when I was a little kid. Um, when my stepbrothers were uh, drawing pictures of, you know, Porsches and Lamborghinis and, you know, they had, you know, all the posters on their walls. I was, you know, they're driving VW or not driving. I was drawing VW Beetles and, and, and things like that. And at least that's what my mom told me. Um, and then when I was, uh, about 18, 19 years old, I guess. I think it was my second car. I had sold a you know Toyota Supra that I had, and I went out and got a 1963 VW Beetle. It was red ragtop. Uh, had you know the custom velour interior and everything. Nice. It was a gorgeous car. Uh, all kinds of chrome on the engine, and I was pretty dumb. Didn't know how to really work on them or anything, but we muddled our way through. Um, I owned that for about two, two and a half years. And, uh, my girlfriend and, and I at the time, she actually had a 62 ragtop and we used to go to all kinds of shows together. And, you know, that was kind of a, our, our bond, so to speak. And, you know, we, we, we went all over central Florida and, uh, went to a lot of shows, went to some drag races and stuff, which they used to have out at the, uh, the Bithlow racetrack. Mm -hmm. Um, it's called, it's called Orlando sports complex now, but, Anyways, we used to go out there and, 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 and watch them race and uh, just had a lot of fun. Um, at one point, I was involved in an accident with a car. I was going down the road and a little Isuzu pickup truck decided at uh, 6 o'clock in the morning that he wanted to dart across the road. I ran into him and that was kind of the end of my VW story at that time. Um, you know, then got into, once I got some money in my pocket I ended up getting a mini truck and fixed all that up and kind of, you know, went, went down the road that a lot of us went down. I think, um, life happened, got married, had kids, had more kids. Um, and then I ended up moving back to Florida after being gone for a few years. And, uh, my second wife and I were sitting around talking one day and I, I work from home and I kind of had a lot of time on my hands and, uh, my wife looked at me one day and she's like, you really need to go get a, go get a hobby. And she's like, why don't you, you really, you like cars. We used to, we were going to car shows and looking at stuff. And she's like, well, why don't you get, get yourself a hobby car? So didn't really take a whole lot of, uh, co you know, coaxing for me to do that. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, <laughs> hey, go spend money. All right. <laughs> I'm good with that. Sounds good to me. Yeah. So, uh, kind of, you know, had a little bit, you know, had a little bit of change in my pocket and, uh, Really didn't see a whole lot around locally, so I ended up looking on eBay and bought a uh, bought a VW on eBay, and uh, kind of sketchy to do, but um, it ended up being a, a really rust-free car. You know, I got it at 
you know, I had some issues with it initially as far as getting it running and all that. But once I got it running, uh, it did real well. And then kind of things progressed from there. I ended up having another car and then you know, I got a doom buggy and then I sold both of those and then bought another vehicle. And now I'm at the point where I've got a, uh, a 60 ragtop uh, that's cosmetically very kind of original looking. It's got the original color, original style interior, but it's lowered, got white walls uh smoothies and all that and then i've got a 67 Ghia and recently bought an 85 ban again and uh so yeah i've got the cars and uh you know 2020 uh, a friend of mine that we go to shows with and such he and i were uh bouncing some ideas back and forth because we wanted to come up with some stuff for our cars and we had honestly we'd come across a picture of um uh, an old porsche that had a it was like a rally car or Porsche or something. And it had like a footrest that had the, the pressed holes in it. And I was like, that's really kind of cool. You know, it's like, we should, you know, we could make that. And, you know, after some trial and error, trying to drill them with hole saws and everything else, which d- didn't really work. Um, we ended up getting some parts laser cut and we pressed them. We got some of the tools and, and all that to do that. And then uh, we had some people that looked at them and said, Hey, you know, those are kind of neat. You should make those. Um, I guess kind of the rest is history, so to speak, that we said, oh, let's go ahead and do that. And then as we started making those, we, um, you know, we decided to make some of the kick panels for the rear. Um, and then, you know, came up with an idea for the fire extinguishers. And just, we also, it's like, I wanted steering wheels. I had one of the steer, had a, a steering wheel on my first VW that I bought. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wanted something similar to that. And I spoke to the manufacturer. I was like, I did some, you know, homework and spoke to the manufacturer and said, we wanted to get set up as a, you know, to sell them. Um, and of course they told us we had to buy a whole bunch of them <laughs> to do yeah. that. Um, but luckily, you know, my, my partner and I were, were kind of in the position that, you know, we had the, the money to do it. And, you know, I said, Hey, I think we could really sell these and, you know, add to our, our line. And he's like, okay, let's do it. So we, you know, invest a little bit of money to, to do it and kind of just took it from there. So things really, I, I don't know if they would say they kind of went organically, but just as we kind of looked at saying we wanted different things for our cars, we kind of added those to the mix. Yeah. Um, and then we started doing uh, the the window cranks and the door handles and those we actually um, we wanted something that matched the steering wheels so that's why we we developed those because no one else was making any that we really liked and none of them matched uh, the steering wheels and kind of the feel of our other products so we decided well let's go ahead and you know let's design something and you know make it to where we can sell it and and, and make some money from it you know and they've so far they've done really well. Yeah, so. I mean, you guys got quite a. I mean, that's what I was impressed when I went to your website. You guys got a quite quite a variety of unique things that definitely set your car apart. A lot of the, what caught my eye was the steering wheels and the window cranks, and I right. thought, you know, these are pretty cool looking. And then I started kind of doing a little uh, a deeper dive, and then I thought, you know what, let's reach out. And that's why I reached out to you and realized that you guys are enthusiasts. And so, you know, what 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 one of the questions is when, when the wife says, "Go find a project car." What draws you back to the Volkswagen? Um, I think familiarity to a certain degree that even though I hadn't really, you know, I, I, we, as we kind of discussed earlier is I don't really, I didn't have a lot of mechanical aptitude when I was younger. I mean, I, 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 you know, I, I liked working on stuff. Um, I was one of those kids that, you know, I was taking apart bicycles 
Um, and you know, I, I, my, I had a 10 speed one time that just completely took apart. I mean, I took like every freaking nut and bolt off this thing. And then I went to put it back together and my mom's like, all right. So we took it to the, the, the bicycle shop right. <laughs> and the guy literally said, I've never seen a bicycle taken this far apart. <laughs> but anyway, so I had a little bit of, I had a little bit of mechanical ability, but not a lot. Um, I wasn't raised in a, a, you know, a family of mechanics, you know, my dad and I didn't work on cars or anything like that. Um, so while I had the interest in cars, I didn't have a lot of mechanical ability, so I was like, well, you know, Volkswagen is, is fairly simple, you know, quote-unquote fairly simple, um, and I liked them. You know, I always thought they were cool. It's, you know, again, while everybody else liked the, the, the Lamborghinis and Porsches and all that, someone asked me one time, you know, what's your dream car? And I actually sent him a picture of a, you know, a 63 Ragtop because yeah. that's really, truly what I wanted. You know, I think they're cool. Um, so that's why I, I got the, the 64, the, the 64 Beetle. Um, and it, it fulfilled what I kind of needed at the time too, because I, I needed a project. And when I saw the pictures of it, it was, you know, pretty complete looking and it looked good. And I was like, well, you know, I can, you know, I can work on this if I need to. And when I got it, um, it actually seemed, it was actually almost above my head. I'm like, well, I really don't know if I can do this. So I tried to find a mechanic to actually come out and get it running. Right. Um, and I went to the local shop and the guy's like, well, you're going to be the best mechanic that you can find. And I'm like, what do you mean by that? He goes, well, they are going to be expensive for them to come out to your house and you're not going to want to call them every time something happens. So, you know, here's the, uh, how to keep your Volkswagen alive, uh, manual that I think all of us have or have had oh, at yeah. one time or another and started kind of working my way through that. And, uh, but yeah, to, I guess the, the point being is that I did just like Volkswagens. I've always thought they were cool. I always liked them. Um, you know, and yeah, I, I don't know. Why, why do we always like these funky little cars? You know? <laughs> yeah. You know, well, what's, what's interesting to me is, you know, once you left the Volkswagen world, you kind of went into the mini truck world and the mm -hmm. difference kind of typically the difference of the people that go from mini trucks to Volkswagens or people that kind of more inclined to have mini trucks are more like the hands off people don't want to do it yourself. Don't want to learn like right. how to work on stuff because you know, we, we always talk about with a Volkswagen, it's baptism by fire. You know what I mean? Like you, you're driving the thing breaks <laughs> a clutch cable or a throttle cable on you or pops a spark plug out and there you are trying to figure out how to get home without Absolutely. the tow truck you know what i mean and so it's it's one of those cars where it's like it, it 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 can be a real love-hate relationship you know and and i think that the reason that we all go back to it is just because you know it's there's just i know for myself i don't know maybe there's an underdog aspect to it i'm not quite sure you know but there's something about the volkswagen for me that you know it, it just it's this the simplicity of the car and the uniqueness of the canvas that you can go any direction you want with it, I think. So, oh, oh, absolutely. I mean, even back when, like I say, when I had my my first bug when I was you know younger, um, we used to have a little small group of us that would go to the local steak and shakes, which is I don't know if you have those out there, um, but it's a um, it's like a little drive-in car thing. You, you, they they were really big back in the fifties and sixties. Right. Um, they had like the car hop type of stuff that you would go out and you park, and they would come out to the car and order your stuff. But on uh, Friday nights, they would have a cruise in, and we would go there in force. There'd usually be you know, 
seven or eight of us and we would go out there and you had all the, you know, the Chevys and the street rods and, you know, cause this is the late eighties, um, you know, when street rods were really big and you had some of the muscle cars and stuff and, you know, here we are coming, <laughs> putting it with our Volkswagens right. and, you know, cause none of us really had big engines in ours, you know, this is, you know, like say late eighties, um, the big engines really weren't around. I mean, we had one kid locally that had like an 1835 right. and he was like the VW God because he was the only one that had a pretty much a non-stock engine. Um, but yeah, it was, it was kind of fun riding into those because you, you kind of got the, the, I don't say dirty looks, but you got the looks from the guys and the, the street rods and the, the custom cars and they almost looked down on you a little bit, but we really didn't care. You know, it's like, we thought we were cool. We liked what we were driving. We drove them because we liked them, you know, and it was kind of like, you know, go screw. And, um, you know, one of my, my friends that hung out with us used to say, you know, I'll, I'll pick any car in here. He goes, I'll race any car in here from, uh, this steak and shake to the other one, which was over like in Longwood area. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like on a gallon of gas. <laughs> he's like, I guarantee I'll beat all of them because, you know, they're all getting, you know, two miles of the gallon or whatever. Um, it was just that kind of an attitude that we, we liked what we had. And, you know, it was, we, we almost kind of, we felt like rebels, even though we weren't really sure. rebels, I guess, but it, it felt like that, you know, and we were kind of an eclectic mix of people too. So, you know, the, the one, uh, the one guy, he was actually from California, oddly enough. Um, and at the time he was probably late thirties, early forties, and he's hanging around a bunch of kids, you know, but we all enjoyed, you know, having Volkswagens and working on them and going to shows and all that. So it was, yeah, it was a lot of fun. And, uh, I, I kind of looked forward to having that again too, because I knew that the Volks, Volkswagen world kind of has a good community. Yeah. You know, it's like, you know, you, you've got some people that are so great, you know, that you got that at anything, I think. But for the most part, you know, it's, it is kind of a family, you know, you are willing to, you know, I see a lot of times with the forum, someone's like, hey, you know, I'm having this problem or that problem. And you've got, you know, a dozen people trying to come up with an answer or trying to help them out. Or, you know, if it's a local group, hey, you know, where are you at? I'll come, you know, to your house and help you work on it and stuff. And, you know, that, that's something that I kind of look forward to as well is, you know, having that sense of community. Yeah. No, it's, I mean, there's definitely a camaraderie with Volkswagen people together, you know, and, he, and, as, and as much as the hobby is, is split between early and lates and buses and bugs and gears and all the different stuff. Honestly, I think when, when they all get together, you know, it's kind of like it's us against them, you know, because we, we always seem to get slighted at uh, V8 car shows or whatever the case is. And, and, and really, right. you know, I spend a lot of time taking my Volkswagen to other car shows primarily mm-hmm. because I like being, you know, a kind of a standout in some of those other shows and everybody always has a connection to a Volkswagen, you know, so I find it, I find it really fun to do that, Mm -hmm. you know, so there's definitely something with the community for sure. And, you know, I'm glad to see the, the, the Florida communities, you know, like all it's, and it's all across the country. It's not just a Southern California thing. I'm in Las Vegas and there's a strong VW scene here and there's, you know, just a lot of people that are into them all across, all across the board. You know, so now getting into the, the, the product line that you do, um, you know, looking at some of the stuff that you've got here on your, on your website, you know, you've got a, that fire extinguisher mount, which is pretty unique. Not a lot of people make a custom fire extinguisher mount that matches some of the other accessories that that's kind of a dimple dyed, uh, you know, 
I'd call it kind of a, a hanger for it or either sits flat or you, you lay, is that design? I mean, you could mount that any way you want it, right? Well, we actually have um, two of those and you know, we're, unfortunately our website isn't a hundred percent updated on some of the items because um, the one that actually is on the website is what we call the, the horizontal mount mm-hmm. on that would actually, it would bolt on to say, you know, it, it would lay flat to where, you know, this fire extinguisher would be horizontal and there's mounting bolt, mounting holes in the bo- back of it, bottom of it. What do you want to say? And so you could actually screw it, um, to like the tunnel. Um, I've seen people that put them in front of the shifter. Um, I've seen people that actually mounted them behind the shifter to the tunnel. Um, I actually have mine on my 60 beetle. I've actually have it mounted, um, I should say perpendicular to the tunnel on the floor. Okay. So I actually, I, I bent up a couple of little tabs that bolt in the bottom and then wrap around and actually hook to the seat rail to where mine sits underneath, you know, right in front of the passenger seat. Um, as one of the things I've, you know, we, we meant to offer those brackets, <laughs> but there's so many things that we always got going on, you know, in addition to, you know, other, uh, you know, our other jobs and our families and all that, that we don't always have, those things offer, but then we also do have one that is a vertical mount that's not on the site yet, and that one actually does mount. Um, again, it has the holes on the back, but it has a plate on the front, basically, to kind of keep it from possibly going forward, you know, for the insurer to fall forward. Right. So, and, and and those will be up, and so we do have the two of them. Um, and the cool thing on the the one that's a horizontal, or I'm sorry, the, the vertical ones is that front plate. Um, it has our logo on them, but we actually did have a local company, uh, I'm sorry, a local club, actually. It was a, like the Central Florida Truck Club, and they actually had us do their logo on them. So they ordered about 10 of them from us, and we had the, the lo- their logo lasered into it, and then we had them powder-coated. So it kind of lends itself to some customization if somebody wants to do something like that. So you, guys, so you guys can always get in there and kind of custom modify it to like any kind of laser engraving and stuff like that. You guys can add to it or, or even just cutting through it. Yeah. I mean, we've got the, the company that we use. We, we don't do the lasering in house. We do actually um, sub it out. But uh, my partner, his background is in photo editing um, and he's kind of branched out a little bit and he's learned how to do some of the 3d programs and you know, doing PDFs and things like that. I'm, I'm actually kind of technically stupid. So I, I, yeah. <laughs> he does all that aspect of it. And, um, so yeah, he's learned how to, to do a lot of that. And we essentially, we submit the drawings and, you know, we have them laser cut. Um, you know, the custom laser cutting tends to be expensive unless we're doing, you know, 10 or 15 of them. Like I say, in that situation where we had the club, that wanted them. Um, but we also have the ability, I've got a local guy that does all of our lasering for like on our horn buttons mm-hmm. um, that I actually, um, if someone checks our Instagram, I do have a couple of samples on there where we did, someone sent us a custom PDF of, you know, their personal logo or their company logo. And we actually had that lasered into the horn button. So you literally have a one-off. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it's not cheap necessarily, but you know, if you want that added level of customization, you know, we do offer that and being a small company, we can, we can do the turnaround going, Hey, you know, I can spend a little bit of time, you know, manipulating it and sending it to the laser guy and saying, Hey, you know, can you do this? And then he'll change it and get back to him. 
And, you know, versus some of the larger companies aren't going to do that because, you know, they're going to sell one of them, you know, whereas I want to build a relationship with a customer and say, hey, you know, we, we can do something special to you and, you know, make it yours. And, yeah, I, th- I think people appreciate that. No, I mean, you know, that's a conversation I had this weekend with someone and I said, you know, th- this industry is always you know, there's big companies and then there's the majority of the companies are smaller companies that are a little more, you know, boutique style that can cut, do some custom one-off stuff. You know, there's, mm-hmm. there's always been, uh, you know, that uh, circumstance where, you know, somebody's so small, it takes them forever to get some of your stuff done. I mean, I, I end up sometimes in that circumstance where right. I, I ordered something from somebody and it takes forever to get it. So there's, there's kind of a happy medium, but, uh, you know, one of the big things in our industry has always been service. You know, how do you service the customer and how do you take care of them from the standpoint of making sure that they feel like they're getting their value for what they paid for? Because I think the demographic in the VW world has moved up to where a lot of guys are in their mid forties to mid fifties and they've got the money to spend to get the Volkswagen that they want. And they'd like to get something a little bit nicer than an inexpensive part. That's just off the shelf that everybody else has. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I look at the, you know, that's one thing with our website is I can, um, I can go through and, and look at the demographics on our, the, of the traffic that we actually get to our site. And sure. I can also do it through Facebook. Um, when we do ads on there, I mean, it'll tell me how, what the percentage of, you know, what the percentage of people were, were they male or female were, you know, what the, what the ages were. And overwhelmingly, um, the biggest demographic for our products or for what visit our site and or what respond to our ads are between the ages like uh, 40 and 65. Yeah. You know, so there's, there's the ones that are kind of they might be done with some of the family stuff or at least their kids are getting older. Um, you know, they might be more established in their career or whatever. They got some extra money in their pocket. And, you know, like you're saying, they want something different. They want something you know, you know, hey, they might be spending, you know, a hundred dollars for a set of window cranks, but they're willing to do it because, you know, they know they're a quality part. They know that they're not going to fall apart or, you know, break the first time they use them or something. Um, so I think there's there, there's more of that. And with the value of the Volkswagens going up, it's, you know, it, it, I think it becomes more prevalent. Um, you know, it's, it's when you've got guys that are spending, you know, a hundred thousand dollars <laughs> to right. restore a bus, you know, what, what's spending a hundred dollars for a set of window cranks, you know, it, it's not that big of a deal or, or what's spending $400 for a steering wheel. Um, you know, it, it's in the grand scheme of things, it's not that much. And most of the time you're going to get it back out of it anyways, when you go to sell it, you know, depending on how, you know, depending on how you do it, I think most of the stuff kind of keeps its value. Um, yeah, and like I say, we and we do in Florida. We have a very large Hispanic population, uh-huh. um, especially we have a lot of guys that come over from Puerto Rico, mm-hmm. um, and that's one of those things. When we go to uh, Florida Bug Jam, which is you know huge show, there's usually eight to nine hundred cars there. Um, we get a large population of the guys that coming over, and they just they want it. You know, they, they, they have no problem walking in and dropping eight, nine hundred dollars on, you know, set of full set of everything, you know, right. and, um, because that, that's what they want. They've got the money. They want to make their car look the best they can. So they'll just come in and, and, and buy the stuff. And, you know, and it's nice, you know, those are the kind of customers that, 
you know, we, we like the guys that buy, you know, we like all of our customers. We like the guys that'll buy, you know, um, you know, they buy the footrest this week, a couple months down the road. I see a, you know, an order come in for a set of the rear kick panels, yeah. you know, cause they, as they get the money and they buy stuff and, and, and we like that too. Um, so, so it's all good. And like I say, it's, it, people are willing to spend the money on them. You know, it wasn't like when we were all, you know, 18, 19 years old, we spent what money pizzas. we had. <laughs> Delivering pizzas or doing whatever we could do. You know what I mean? I, I was working in a warehouse at my family's uh, pet supply business. So, you know, yeah, I was making, I think, four bucks, four bucks an hour, and that was considered good money at the time. Oh, yeah. Four, you know, four bucks was big money. Minimum wage was 285 It was, yeah. I mean, and then, yeah, so I was making big bucks, and I was working a full 20 hours a week. So, man, I was bringing in that, <laughs> yeah. that, that serious money while I was in college and everything. So, uh well, yeah, we, we bought what we could afford. Yeah, and I and and also one of the things that that you guys do is the customization of the steering wheel. I think is a pretty big deal because it's one of the focal points of the car. It's one of the hardest things to do. You know, on on my carbon cab, I you know was was struggling to find a wheel to fit for the carbon cab, and I ended up buying a flat uh, aluminum sprint car steering wheel. That's that's the handles drilled. And it's and it's anodized black, and they sell it at Joe's Racing, and I used right. to, you know I took a bus steering wheel hub and and cut it out, put it in a lathe, and, <laughs> and did a terrible job machining it because I have no patience, and <laughs> and use an MP GTV cap to cover it, and it all just kind of came together last minute. But it's like it's so hard to find a wheel that works perfect for a bus, and then also right. you know it, it's interesting because I have a I have a small collection of steering wheels, and I've got. You know everything from uh, from a Formula in France to uh, Nardi to uh, the the VW. Bo- they made a Sport Beetle, and I have the steering wheel. It's like a, it's like an it's an aggressively padded wheel that was in a bug that came with black trim on it. And then yeah, I remember those. I've got a spring, some spring Alex wheels that I got from my buddy at the Beetle Barn, and it, and I don't know where I got in this kick of collecting these steering wheels, but it's just something that is so it, it's like it's, i think when you're customizing cars it's like the first thing you want to do to make it different like man i got to get rid of that gigantic stock wheel and throw in <laughs> something cool you know and back in the day it was like get a formula in france or a grant or something and just put right. it in there but the, the the customization of the center cap man has really got me excited because I'm, I'm more i'm gonna end up ordering a steering wheel from you and i'm gonna do my let's talk dubs logo right in that center cap because you know the but one of my cars that I have, we're redoing it and kind of making it a mobile podcast bus, and mm-hmm. uh, but I mean in a tasteful fashion where it doesn't look like a mobile podcast bus, but it'll be they'd represent the podcast. But I, I like the I like the customization of the parts and pieces. And today we have that technology where someone can laser engrave something for you, and it's right. a, a one off piece, you know. So I think that's pretty valuable, and a lot of people really appreciate that in the VW scene in and of itself, you know. So I think right. you guys are going down the right road with that. Now I see you guys also offer dash knobs as well. Right. Those are actually um, the, the funny part. Those are actually the same knobs that we use on the window cranks and door or the window cranks. Oh really? Um, yeah. When we originally started to make them, we um, we took the threads and we had them, you know, a much smaller thread, and we were doing them in and. And then I started looking at it. It's like, well, why don't we have, you know, the dash knobs? 
And we just kind of looked at each other and said, well, it's not a bad idea. And initially we were making, you know, we were going to make dash knobs and then we were going to make the knobs for the window cranks. And we just kind of came up with the idea of, well, let's just increase the size of the hole in the window crank since, you know, we're designing them. We can do whatever the heck we want. Um, so yeah, we just increased the size on the, uh, the hole in the window crank so that they are literally the same, the same knobs. Um, the only ones that were different is we did have some initial, initial run that we, you know, some of the knobs had a smaller one. So those knobs specifically just went on the window cranks. But then when we actually went into the full production part of them, um, all of those, even the wood ones, we, you know, had to, had to get a couple of things done to design it so that the, the wood knobs would actually accept this nut that we have, you know, we purchase. It's like a heat nut that they use for 3D printing. Right. Um, we were lucky to find one that's in five millimeter. And that's what the, all the threads on the dash knobs are all five millimeter. So we went ahead and redesigned it so that it would, you know, the, the wood ones will accept that. So again, you can have the, the dash knobs. You know, we'll match the window cranks, and I think I'm not even 100 sure, but I think that they'll actually even fit the um, the the lever on the seat. Because I think that actually is yeah, they're typically the same diameter knobs. You know, yeah, at the end of the side, I haven't actually put them on there yet because I know the ones on my Gia actually. Um, I think there's some older MP ones that you use the um, the Allen key to, I think they actually slip on and use an Allen key to tighten them on or something like that. But I, I think the threads actually are still that five millimeters, so they should work as well. Um, but yeah, it's, that's one of those things that we just, with us, and, that, and that's a good part of us designing everything and then having it, you know, in house, so to speak of us being able to kind of brainstorm and go, well, why don't we just make this and make it easier on ourselves rather than, you know, making two knobs, just making everything the same so that sure. it will fit and interchange. Um, and that's, you know, it, and it's kind of interesting, uh, interesting to me <laughs> of, of looking how much that Volkswagen used a lot of the same stuff. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, and, cause when, when we started making the window cranks, we're like, well, are they going to fit this and this? And they do. I mean, the window cranks will fit, um, for be beetles, they'll go all the way up into the later model ones. You just don't use the center screw. You just push them on and still use the, uh, the set screws that we have on them that go past the, uh, splines. About the only difference that we have found is on the bay window buses. Um, those we are having to get another hub design for those because the, um, it's, it's a long story short, but basically the, the hub, the, the, the splines are much shorter on the bay window. Right. So the back of the hub actually hits the regulator. So they were not working on those. So we have them designed. We've got the 3D uh, sample, basically. That's, you know, we, we had a couple of different designs that we had failures on. <laughs> so we do have ones that right now that are being redone. They're like the third design that we've done. And these should work, and then we should have those hopefully by the end of the summer. So we're thinking, and that way, you know, again, people can have, you know, for the bay windows, they can still have, you know, the magic window cranks and, and all that. So those yeah. are some of the things coming out. Now I'm looking at your, I'm on your site, and I'm looking for a wheel. Like, so I'm looking for an all black wheel for my bus. Mm -hmm. And which one? Okay, so I think I can get the Raven right for my bus, which is. Uh, that steering wheel and I get it a 16 or 17 inch. 
Well, yeah. for the yeah, actually, you can do vintage UCP. Um, for a bus, what I normally tell people is for the steering wheels when you're looking for a um, for a bus mm -hmm. for a split window, yeah. I would normally say go with a 17 inch, and that would be the Raven um, because it's got the the nine hole hubs are the only ones that we have that actually fit the the split uh, or bay window, and we actually go all the way up to a 92 Vanigan on that. We have the hubs for all of those. But um, you know, none of the split windows had power steering. Um, bay windows, I think some of the later ones might have. Mm -hmm. um, but I was like, if you don't have power steering, go with a 17-inch. Or I guess if you got the arm strength to do it, you know, go with a 16-inch. It's not that much of a difference. Right. Um, but it, and mainly what you're going to do is you're going to run into when you're backing up or, you know, you're backing into a space or this or that, you're going to have to crank the heck out of the wheel. Right. Um, so we definitely do suggest a 17 inch on something like that for a bus. Um, for like Vanigans, you can get away with a 17 or 16 because a lot of those actually had power steering. And now is this, is this steering wheel, this Raven is a, it's a flat wheel. It's not a dished wheel. It has a slight dish to it. Um, if you look at it from the side, from the back of the steering wheel to the face of the rim, mm -hmm. it's about two inches, so, inch and a half to two inches. So it's not much at all. It's just, it's enough to where it doesn't sit completely flat. Um, the only one that we do that has a, that is totally flat, that has no, uh, offset liner. at all, the flat liner. Yeah. Okay. And that one, you guys have to use an adapter on that one? Um, well, they all, that one basically has, they, they all use the hub. So it uses the hub that we supply with it on okay. the flat liner. The only thing that we suggest is on like a van again, there's a one inch spacer or a three quarter inch spacer that we send with it. Um, but for like a bay window or a split window, that's all you need. You have the adapter in the, in the steering wheel. So there is no spacer or anything like that. So all the steering wheels come with just the steering wheel. And then the we sell the hub with it. It's all included in the same price, um, but they all do have a removable hub with them. Okay. And then, does the hub raise the raise raise the elevation of the wheel, or does it still sit stock location with the flatliner? Um, with a flatliner, it's very close to stock. Okay. So because the the hub itself on the um, on the bay windows in particular, it's very short. And on the split windows, it's only, I think, two and a half, three inches tall. Mm -hmm. So if you compare that to the stock steering wheel, you know, from the back of the stock steering wheel to the face of it, it's about the same. It might raise it, you know, half an inch to an inch at most. Now, I, uh, what I really like, if I had my wish list, I like, I like the Onyx. If you could do the Onyx in a 17 or 16 inch and flat but if if what you have is the flatliner the flatliner is cool right. too but i don't see it in an all black available yeah unfortunately there is only a certain number of uh fl the flatliner is the only one that they currently make um in order for us to get them in all black but bluntly we would have to buy a certain amount of them sure you know we can we can put it and get them made um, but we would have to have, you know, the demand for them. You know, I've, I've had some people ask for them, but not a lot. Right. And I think, and I think the fact of the Raven has such a small offset that it really, 
and we we could get it done, but it's not a hundred percent needed. I sure. don't think because it's you know, and I say we can always supply pictures to people going, well, this is what it looks like from the side, and it, it's really not that much. Yeah, I I really I really like the the look of that uh, that the the wheel that's got the three holes. I think that's the Raven, isn't it? The one with the three holes. Uh, the Onyx has the three the holes, Onyx. and that one, yeah, that one is only made in a fifteen inch. Um, and, and again, because that's not a lot of people use the sixteen inch sure. as far as other a lot of car manufacturers or I'm sorry, a lot of the, you know the steering wheels that we buy. Uh, the manufacturers, you know, they sell them for all different types of cars. They just all put whatever hub adapter, you know, if you need, if you got a, you know, 67 Chevelle or whatever, they sell the adapter that goes with it. So, you know, most people still have that mentality of they put 15 inch wheels in the cars. Um, so for us to, you know, and, and like the Raven, we had to actually kind of beg, borrow and plead <laughs> right. for them to make those, you know, to actually to get them made to begin with an all black wheel that wasn't an all black wheel in a 16 inch. And then to get it in a 17 inch, we had to kind of beg, borrow, plead a little bit more. Um, and, you know, there is another company that, you know, sells the same steering wheels from the manufacturer. And I think both of us kind of going in and bothering them about it, they said, okay, we'll make them for you. And, and you know, and, and they did. It was a fairly limited run. They are going to make more as we need them. But, you know, it, it took us probably a year or so to convince them that we need the maid. Um, and then we had to buy them all. <laughs> right. So we have a fair amount of them in stock, which is good. Um, but yeah, it, it took a little convincing for them because I guess within other parts of the automotive industry, there isn't as much of a need for them or a request um, for the VW world. That, that definitely seemed to be something that everybody wanted. Right. Yeah, I think, um, like, I, I think there's a you know, and that's kind of the tough thing, right? If you get such a cat, such a line of a catalog with 40, 40 different steering wheels on it, and then you've got how many different right. ways to install it in what different vehicles? Because a Type Three, you've got to have a dished wheel, otherwise you're going to hit the turn signal. A Beetle right. has a slight dish to the wheel, you know, and so the right. bus is really the only flat one. So it's it's and, uh, and really and and the bus are they're flat, but yeah, I'd say if you add. I say because on the bay window, the steering wheel is flat, but when you compare it to ours with the adapter, it really is about the same overall depth because the the, the adapter or hub, whatever you want to call it, is so thin on the bay windows that they really are very close uh, to the stock steering wheel. Yeah. Um, and now as far as the larger steering wheels go for like a 16 or 17 inch, uh, we also do have the Heritage which has the the black center, you know, and the wood grain rim, which is, those are actually mahogany rim. Um, and then we have, you know, several of them in chrome. You've got the, the Cruiser 2, uh, you've got the blade and the flatliner. Uh, and those are the ones that are in 17-inch. And then most of those we can also get in 16-inch. And you've got the Rally that is a 16 or a 15-inch. And yeah, and I say in the Heritage, which actually is the most versatile one because it has 15, 16, and 17 inch. Yeah. So, you know, and it probably is our most popular one just because it has all three of those options on there. And that's the one where you can do a custom design logo on it. And yeah, any of them that are laser etched, um, which we offer all the steering wheels with laser etched horns. Um, some of them. Like the the rally, mm -hmm. we typically sell that the rally and the blade. Actually, we typically sell those what what we call a dome label 
corn on that. Uh-huh. But we have the laser etched ones that I can swap out for somebody. If they say, hey, I like the look of the laser etched horn, it, it doesn't matter to me. It's the same cost for me, basically. So I just swap them out and say, you know, make a note when you when you when you place the orders, put a note on there. I'd rather have a laser etched horn and I just swap them out and send that instead. Um, so again, we're, we're very versatile on it. It just, we kind of, we put out there what we liked, but if somebody else says, Hey, you know, I want to switch horns or, you know, for some reason, even on the Raven, um, I actually have some of those that they can put the dome label, which is basically, um, kind of like a printed, um, it's a printed sticky label, but it's like a thick dome label. Um, kind of hard to ex- you look up dome label <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you'll see what it looks like it looks more like a horn button type of thing it's more um it's like it's like um, not urethane but it has like a softer touch to it basically sure um so we do offer some of those with those i do even have some of them in black i don't necessarily market them um but if somebody says hey you know can i have that in a dome label i do actually have those nice. so we just it's kind of one of those things of you, you have so many things out there that you're offering. And like you say, you've got somebody, somebody's always going to ask for something different and we try to accommodate as much as possible. So we usually have them on hand, but whether or not we put them on the site or whatever is, is no. depending on what kind of time we have. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, 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 told I mean, I have two steering wheels that aren't even on the site right now. So that they will be going one of them will be going up tonight which is uh we call legend and it is like the heritage and then it has the black uh spokes and the wood rim but it has the holes like the onyx does so it's basically a 15 inch it's the onyx but it has a wood rim instead of the black rim on it so and it's pretty sharp looking we just got the pictures and everything done today so i'm going to load that up on the website tonight very cool. Yeah, no, I, yep. I I definitely dig what you're doing. I think it's something cool, and that's why I wanted to get you on the podcast and uh, and kind of get get into what you guys are doing, how you're offering it, and uh, how you can bring something cool and unique to other VW enthusiasts throughout the uh, throughout the hobby. Now, what's uh, so in your current stable? You've got how many how many VWs do you have right now? I got three. You've got the you've got the ragtop. I have a 1960. Uh, rag top and it's uh, indigo blue. It's the uh-huh. one year only blue color on there. And then I've got a 67 Gia, which like I say on our Instagram page, uh, you'll see it or on Facebook page, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got it pictured as well. And it's, uh, I bought it out of Washington state. It was built out on the West coast and it's, uh, it's like a silver blue has crazy flames all over the front, which yep. I truly, which I truly dig. <laughs> yeah. And then I've got an 85, uh, van again, uh, that we call Otis and it has been in the shop since, uh, November of last year, getting the engine rebuilt and the suspension redone and lowered a little bit so that we can get it and then send it onto the body shop to have all the rust repaired. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. No, no, no telling when I'll get back. So, so what's, yeah. what, what is, uh, what's next? Do you think on your list of things to, to really kind of take your guys product line or your stuff to the next level? Is there, is there any product that you're missing? Something you're working on coming up with, or you just trying to refine what you guys have now? I think right now we're kind of refining what we have. Uh, like I say, we, it, it's astounding how much work 
or time and effort it does getting the samples back and sure. forth when we're trying to you know produce something. So getting the uh, the window cranks out for the bay windows is really a big push for us because honestly, the one that we're coming up to the the good part about it is it'll actually fit everything from like 68 on so it uses the center screw part so people that would rather have the center screw they can use it on beetles they can use it on uh buses it'll even fit vanigans um so we're kind of pushing on that one to try to get that done but it, you know it's kind of slow going sometimes um there are plans of coming out with some shift knobs that are you know we want some that are actually you know wood grain that'll match you know, the heritage or the cruiser or whatever. Um, and then actually coming out with some that'll be black as well that we can put the Wolfsburg logo in, but will actually be like a, um, a solid billet aluminum for the black ones for the wood ones. Obviously they actually will be made of wood. Um, and there, and there are a couple other metal pieces that we're going to add at some point that will work with the, the foot rest and the kick panels. You know, there's some seat sides that, you know, mimic the, the 66, um, the ones that went on the 66 Beatles. Yeah, I'm 66, not sure they're on the type of the, 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 frame, the frame skirts. Yeah, we're trying to come up with those. Uh, we're still working on that. And, um, you know, we've got some other ideas in the, in the works. So we're not going to give away everything. <laughs> no, <laughs> but very cool, we, man. We, we definitely have some things to work with. I, so. I definitely appreciate what you're doing. And, uh, and, and I wish you guys nothing but the best. And hopefully, uh, Sooner or later, I'll end up down there at one of the Florida Bug Jams, just checking Absolutely. some stuff out and uh, seeing if I can't uh, get get some more people from the East Coast on there the podcast because I'm trying to get it balanced out. Not everything happens in California in our hobby, you know. So yeah, it's uh, a lot of happens out there, and you know we we all sit around here and dream about going out there. A lot of times, I think my uh, my buddy and I were looking at the there's one of the the VW Week. I want to say was it early July. Or is it? Well, the, the, was the it, VW Week's actually VW Month. The first weekend was last weekend at the VW Classic, okay. which, which we were okay. at, and uh, I had a couple, had a couple cars on display over there, and Very cool. uh, it, it was it was the VW Classic was kind of co coming back on the scene. It's pretty awesome. There was a, a lot of really cool, a lot of really cool things out that weekend, and uh, it's going again next week. This next week's the Black Star Camp out with Prado. And then the following week okay. is bug in at uh, at Irwindale with uh, oh very cool Impy's open house and the bug in and all that stuff. So there's definitely a lot of stuff going on this next weekend and nice. uh, the next couple weekends in June. But yeah, if you guys are up for it, man, October seventh we do the one crazy weekend here in Las Vegas, and uh, it's definitely an interactive uh, weekend where you're doing a lot of driving and a little bit of car showing and some more driving and a chance to win cash so that's a very nice very it, nice it's a yeah. fun event we do here to cruise the las vegas boulevard strip in an organized vw strip cruise and then the car show plus the poker run so it's good stuff and it's uh it's more getting your volkswagen and drive it event so yeah and that's the good thing about some of the shows now that they seem to have a little bit more of that than what they used to i know uh bug jam is one of those ones that they they do have a uh, a poker run that runs on Saturday. So the official show is on Sunday, but they have a poker run on Saturday. They actually have a, a dirt track they have on Saturday that they open up for people to go out there and Bajas and sand rails or whatever, and, you know, kind of a run with you brung. And they would, they've been trying to 
organize it where it was um, coinciding with the Bully Brigade, which is one of the it's a 67 and earlier bus show. Yeah. Um, and they were trying to kind of creep along of making it to where it was going to be a VW week. You know, we don't have enough stuff, I guess, to have a, you know, a month. But they were trying to get it to where we had a VW week to where they had some stuff starting uh, the Friday before Veterans Day weekend. Um, and then going into Veterans Day weekend and then the week after to where it would go, you know, end up, I think, in Daytona. So they had the it, it's burgeoning, but it isn't quite there yet. And hopefully at some point they will get there. So, yeah, yeah no, we don't have the big shows you do. Listen, listen and I don't have because I'm in Vegas, but uh, I definitely uh, I definitely enjoy coming out there uh, to Southern California. And I'm looking to be out at. Uh, out there at uh, in Florida one of these yeah. days, and maybe I might I might show up this year. You know, you never know what the future holds. There's so much stuff going on as we hit show season, but I, I really I really enjoy meeting the people, the hobby, and getting guys like yourself on the podcast so people can see what you yeah. do and support Absolutely. you guys in your uh, homegrown business that you have, man. So, uh, cool. any before we wrap up, anybody you want to give a shout out to or thanks for uh, helping you guys out? Uh, I see my partner, John Flynn. He is, uh, obviously a big part of this. He's kind of the, you know, air quote, silent partner. And a lot of people don't interact with him that much, but you know, he does a lot of, a lot of things behind the scenes as far as the design and all that goes. And, uh, obviously I'd like to, you know, give somewhat of a shout out to my wife, Lisa Sharp, cause she is, uh, a saint when it comes to putting up with me sitting on the computer all night long, <laughs> answering emails right. or, uh, text messages or, uh, instant messages from people on, uh, you know, on Facebook and all that. So it's, uh, without her support and, uh, you know, without my partner, we, we definitely wouldn't be doing what we're doing. So it makes it a whole lot fun when you're uh, working with friends and family. Well, that's so. great, man. I'm a, look, more power to you, man, and I, and I wish you nothing but the best. If people want to get in touch with you, how do they get in touch with you? What's your uh, Instagram, your website? Give, go ahead and plug all that stuff now. Yeah, Instagram is uh, Vintage Air Cooled Parts. Uh, our Facebook page is the same thing, just Vintage Air Cooled Parts, really easy to do. Um, as far as anybody can message me through Facebook as well, through our page, um, alternatively, they can email us at sales at vintageacp.com. And uh, I, I'm all over Facebook. Uh, my mo- I'm under my own name, Brian Sharp, but I also run under James Sharp to kind of, you know, I'm in the process of separating everything out from, you know, like friends and family and business stuff. So right. a lot of it is under James Sharp. So some people get a little confused, but it's the same. It's, it's me. I'm James Brian Sharp. So, um, I just use the James Sharp for a lot of the business stuff. So, but, uh, look for me on Facebook. I've got the, uh, the crazy Carmen Gia is up there as far as my, uh, my avatar or my profile pic. So I'm, I'm usually pretty easy to pick out. I'm the, the old dude with the white beard and <laughs> driving the crazy gear. So, but yeah, and we appreciate you letting us on and, uh, you know, good talking to you. And, you know, I, I like what you're doing. I've listened to a lot of your shows and really enjoyed them. I have to go back and, you know, it's kind of cool seeing some names that you only hear about when you're a little kid. And now you're like, Oh crap, I get to, you know, listen to them. Yeah. You know, actually have interviews. So pretty neat. Well, good. I'm glad, I'm, I'm glad you're enjoying it, man. And uh, now you're part of it. Now you're one of the podcast alumni. So, uh, there I you pre- go. I really appreciate you coming on, man. And, uh, thanks for everything you're doing. No, thank you, man. I appreciate it. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed that podcast. 
But there's more definitely to come. If you want to support Let's Talk Dubs, go to letstalkdubs.com, click on the merch tab and buy some merch to support your favorite podcast. Also, share the podcast with some friends. And don't forget, if you guys want to buy anything from Vintage Air Cool Parts, use the code DUBS and they'll give you a 5% discount. Plus, they'll donate 5% to the Parkinson's Awareness Bug Project, which is pretty rad. So until next week, guys, later. Here's a Volkswagen that's big enough. The new VW Fastback Sedan. The Fastback also has the most powerful engine we've ever made. It's air-cooled. Since we made a VW that's a little roomier in the inside, Volkswagen dealer. He'll show you where the motor is.